the altar said that the the whole mahalach of Adam Arishon Kedemachet was he was seichel apashut. He didn't have any time to do an avera whatsoever, as in his previous to the Eitzadas state. And the choice he had was he could choose to remain in that state and not have a challenge and overcome it, or he could have a chance of becoming even greater than the Malach by putting himself into a situation whereby he'd eat from Eitzadas to he'd awaken with himself the Midas Royce, and he'd be able to overcome them, and thus become even greater than the Malach. The Rebbein said, don't do it, you won't survive. The Nochash, in his persuasion of Chava, said to her, what's the story? Why won't you eat of the Eitzah? Can you eat of these Eitzim? What's the story? She said, we can eat of all Eitzim, but the Eitzah dies to every We shouldn't eat lest we die. In other words, is it sad that we'll die? And the Eitzah said, we shouldn't take the chance. As an Eitzah. On that, the Nachash replies, why, why, why? You can take a eat of the Eitzah dies to You'll have the Teva, but Vada, you will not die. Meaning, the Nachash wasn't Stam saying Sheker. The normal way of learning discussion between Chava and the Nachash is Chava is saying something which is inaccurate, that the Abish says, you'll Vada, I die. And Chava saying, maybe you'll die. And the snake says, you won't die, Bichlal, and it's Mama Shkoyim Gemurim. According to the Mahalik of the altar, Chava knows what she's talking about. She, we may die. On the net, the Nachash knows what he's talking about. He's not just stum saying a sheker. He's saying, no, you think that the chances are you'll be nichsha adirab. The chances are you'll be matzniach. His kilu, the Nachash looked upon like a rebbe, like a Baal Musa. Don't worry. Put yourself in the Nisoyan. Be matzniach in the Nisoyan. And then, as a result of that, they took it. They, they did a shikul adas. As a result of the shikul adas, they were nichsha. They were nichshal. The minute the midas were overrace the toichom, they they felt different and they realized that they didn't even have a stand a chance against them. And that's what the Abish just said to them: "I told you not to take this chance." And that beetzim was put them in the mass of a misa that they became tivim. They became natural in their beings. As as a result of this, humanity started to decline even further as time went on until eventually it got to the state of Dora Mabel whereby the entire humanity save, save Noach was completely corrupt and the world had to be destroyed and rebuilt and unfortunately the same kind of thing happened again perhaps not to the same degree as from the generation of Noach until Avram there was a steady decline in the world until Avram Avinu came around and he was attacking it all to the to, to almost the end degree. However, even, uh, even uh, Avram Avinu didn't quite succeed in the Tikkun HaGomor. And as the major says, when he was being doing the Akedas Yitzchak, he still, there were, there were tears in the depth of his being because of the fact that it was his son. And that, were, that showed that there was still a chisorin in his ability to be Mekayim the Ratzna Boyer. As a result, he wasn't Metak in the Gamre, but when the Yidden st- stood before Har Sinai and they said, Nice Evanishma, they reversed the Chait of Adam Arishon because Lechoyer, the whole Chait of Adam Arishon was doing a Shikul Hadas based on the way you saw the situation and the whole tikkun of Nasev nice Nishma was no more shikal adas our entire atzmius as an am is only to understand what the Torah is to say we don't be, we're not machriya the das Torah we makayim the das Torah Nasev created a new kind of Jew a kind of Jew that his etzem being was a makayim ratzna boyer mimela as we've said from the words of Rab Hutna, that once they said Nasev and Nishma, they became Begeder Malach, that the Kium Ratzna Boy was not a Chidush, it was a Gilui of the Pnim. Hence, 
the tachlis after Matan Torah is to connect to that part of ourselves which goes far deeper than perhaps the experience, the way we grasp ourselves and telling us that essentially our deepest essence is the desire to be Mekayim, the Ratzon Hashem and any experience to the contrary is a misperception, is a distortion of ourselves. And that's how we go further in history. Then we get to the Tukufas Hanavim, where the Navi would guide us in our derech. And eventually we land up at the next stage, which is called Tukufas Ayeshivais. And that's where we're going to start off from further in the, in, in the altar. And um, we skipped a few stages. Now let's go to Tukufas Ayeshivas, which is on page Yudalad or Vav in the altar. And he says the following thing. After Nevoah ceased to be, in the time of Nevoah, the Nevim would tell us the clarity of the Das Hashem, which is Etzem Ritzoyneinu. After the Nevim stopped, there were new wellsprings of life opened up. These were the yeshivas, Kamo Yeshiva Surah Pumbadisa Chadoyim, like the great yeshivas in Babel. They lifted up the spiritual stature of the diaspora away, away in above. How did it work with the yeshivas? Because there was a symbiotic relationship between the yeshivas and the am. They used to help one another. The nation recognized that the source of Emes, where the Torah was stemming from, the, the, the living Har Sinai was in the yeshivas. And without the yeshivas, everything else was hot air, vanity, garnished. And they looked at the yeshivas like a well-adjusted functioning watch. With a well Structured working in a mechanism. The Kavi Mori Meduyakim Anochin, that was highly accurate. Shakol Medaikim is Murashois Sheloim Apiv, that everyone can just their watches according to the watch which is absolutely accurate. The Chol Mishayo Mishtoikek Al Derech Hashem, or Yadorish Mevakesh Shaman, and any person that wanted to know the Derech Hashem would go to the Shivas and find it out. This is a marshal we mentioned previously that he uses later on. This marshal of watches is a very common marshal for the altar. And he says as follows, that when you know what is accurate, so you can have a certain level of assurance and security when you look at your timepiece and you look at that timepiece that you know if you've gone off the derech or not. You know if your watch is five minutes fast or five minutes slow because there's some watch that you can trust. Greenwich meantime, Le Marshall. You can trust it. I don't know who's got that big watch in Greenwich, but it's Vada, it's, it's Pashtus, Pashtus. Vada Pashtus. Um, a new expression, it's, it's, it's a good watch. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how they keep the time. I don't know if someone... In, I don't know if the big watch in Greenwich meantime ever breaks. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Maybe it's nuclear. Because that watch, you can be mamish 100% secure that when you, that's what the yeshivas were. They were this, the semblance of sanity which could have been in a, in, in, in a world which was distorted and di- confused. You didn't know. Was this the right thing to do? Was it? You looked ahead and you saw, aha, and now I know. The yeshivas are you boys anoshim mushlamim b'chol and the yeshivas used to create people that were complete in all their 
attributes. Yoidim es ha'iloikim v'chukoyif v'chukov v'chukov And they knew the Rebbein Shalom, they knew his statutes and they knew his Torah. Ba'alei leiv yosha, their hearts were straight. Shekol p'neim chukosom ha'yolavakishas anukudah amitis b'chom ha'asem. They would always search out the true, the essence, the real reality in the deeds ashehem ha'yosim that they would do. Ugiboyim barucham, they were powerful in their spirits, heroes. Shekol ruchay shibayolam enim aziz ha'yosim im koimam. All the winds in the world couldn't budge him even one inch from where they stood. And therefore, when they left the yeshiva to go into the world, they would be a kid of Hashem wherever they went to. They would be a living example of what it meant to live a life of perfection. would come out that the world would fill up the yeshivas with the amount of students. So the the world would give the yeshivas its students, and the students would give the yeshivas would give back to the world. The reality, the ultimate. And this continued generation after generation. And there would be this relationship where the yeshivas would create the quality of life in the world and the world would create the quantity of yeshivas. The world and the yeshivas were not two separate things in those days. Um, neither were they opposite to one another. And Adarab, on the contrary, they would suckle one from the other, and they would assist one another. And the world and the yeshivas worked together with one spirit and one, one goal, one vision. Those that wanted, they would find the knowledge of Hashem in yeshivas. He didn't have to fight for, for himself when he was in yeshiva. There was no union of a battle to be pulled out of yeshiva. In yeshiva, there was a place where he wanted to be, and that's where everyone wanted him to be, and it was a very natural place to be, and therefore there was no conflict. I want to be out of yeshiva, I want to go, I have to go to work. There was no conflict. He was in yeshiva, and that's where he should be. Adarab, the world outside pushed him into the yeshiva. So then there was always a strong desire for people to come and learn. And as a result, there was this again relationship that there were people who influenced and the ones who were influenced by, and that created a solid, healthy dynamic within the Jewish people. But with sorrow, we have to admit that there's an end to this time. There was a root, which it's an expression from the pastor, which means a foul root began to grow within the Klal Yisrael. The cursed Haskola. That many corpses, many, 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 many bodies were slain. Sealed up the hearts of the nation, and it created a situation that the Am started to be disgusted by the words of Hashem and those that bore it. And now, what happened was a there was a breach made between the world and the yeshivas. An abyss was created between them. And since they felt that a world, in the life in this world and the world of perfection are two opposites, 
שוינים שאינם מתאימים זה לזה, that they're completely incompatible. ואפשר לפשר ביניהם, it's impossible to compromise between them. הסכילו לעזוב את הישיבות, people began to leave ישיבות, וסקרבו מדריכים חדושים, and they got closer to new guys. מדריכים מסיתים, those that led them off and deceived them. מדרך אמס, from the way of the reality of truth. ותחס השפעס ורעב החדושן, under the influence of this new majority, הירעב גם בישיבס עצמו, הולך ופשר. even within the ישיבס, a spirit of compromise came in. הולך ומצטנן, the fire of learning became cooled. עד כי גם המעטים שנשארו, even the small amount of people that remained in the sanctuary of ישיבה, היו לפוסקים השטס איפים, they became compromised, trying to straddle the fence. being a two, tons and after three at the same time. Seif ze moishach lekan v'seif ze lekan. They were pulled from both sides. Ukshenisharu be'ein oinim me'milchom ha'pnimis zu and when they had no strength to keep on fighting this conflict, hischile they began, k'deilotze sidei koladeus, k'ilu, try to satisfy everyone, l'fashe ben shnei ha'fochim. They began to try to make compromises between ha'skol and between Torah. V'nizaravu etzlam ha'toyvara and all of a sudden the evil and good got mixed up together. Shishchilu m'shamshim etzlam b'ibuvia they began to have no knowledge of what true light was, but they became a mixture of darkness and light. V'nivra min chodosh legamre, and a new creation was created. That lacked the recognition and the devotion. It's like a watch that the internal mechanism has gone wrong. Has, is broken. Sometimes it goes fast, and sometimes it goes slow. And you need to adjust the time if you want to get to the right time. And this was the, the spirit that was in the insides of these people who were afflicted by the distortions of time. Inside they were confused about what to do with life. And just because they were pushed by ulterior motives, which were not so lofty, they got moved by it. In other words, they lost the internal motivation. They weren't functioning healthily. But they were, they were led, you know, this person will go to Yeshiva because of, he wants to be called a Rav. But there was no internal motivation. The inner mechanism had become completely destroyed. And even this terrible situation didn't even, didn't even exist, didn't even, sorry, continue. Until the entire working mechanism of the watch was completely destroyed. It was just the, the face of the watch. For example, the kind of watch that you stand up, it's not a real watch, but you just put the hands to show what time to light Shabbos candles or what time Kriyoshma is, you have these watches, which are put on the wall and they're not real watches, but you fix the hands to say that Kriyoshma is at this time, so you adjust the hands accordingly. Um, so a person walks into the shul and he looks at the watch, punked at the time when it was time where it was set to light the candles, and he makes a mistake. He looks at the shul, clock and he says, gosh, this clock is fantastic, it's so accurate. And the proof is, because he's telling me the right time. He's just making a stupid mistake. This happens to be, by chance, who um, 
He just said he happens to be at the right time at the right place, so it appears to be the right time, but in fact it's nonsense and it's just a total illusion. This ruach, no way it could create good people who are, have a straight heart and have a true das. That they could receive the ashba and be mashpia na cherem. As long as the Lord Yishma was around, it encouraged people to be in yeshivas. It somehow chugged along. Yeshivas chugged along. But now, this is not lasting very long. So you see the tremendous mass of people who paint, paint a bit of a glorious picture of what it was before the war, the yeshivas in Nitta. This is far more accurate. He paints a picture of a society which is declining at a rapid rate. The society of learning. He's saying that that scholar had made such basic inroads into all of Judaism that pretty much there's very little left. We think of the United in Germany, perhaps, of the widespread reform movement. But you didn't think it was like this in Litter. You think, you know, you speak about the glorious yeshivas of Elozhin and Brisk and Mir and Sabotka. He doesn't paint such a rosy picture. He's saying it was Mamash Mekukal. Stories are told by many people who, who heard from their grandfathers. <coughs> they said, I've heard stories that one person said that before the war, if there's a Yeshiva Bach and there was a, a, a queue, a line, waiting to buy something, the Yeshiva Bach would constantly be pushed till the end of the queue, pushed till the end of the queue. Meaning, it was like a gnai, it was a disdain, ah! It was a terrible, terrible thing. So he said that influenced the Yeshiva Bach in themselves. That actually to stay in Yeshiva you were conflicted and you didn't have the same fire and the same passion. You didn't know what you were doing and you weren't sure which way to go. The spirit of the time was so powerful that most people, the, the wind was so strong, they blew most people away. When the First World War sp- broke out, So then most Yeshivas closed down, which is true. The, the, the ultimate Vodak lived this through. In other words, he saw the first world coming and he saw what it did to Yeshivas. Because the Ben Torah couldn't stand up unless the situation was much perfectly suited for him, but Toyke Valdauke didn't have the strength to stand up to the, to the test. There are very few people that actually left who are from. And that's how the Torah got the ultimate plan. Now you have to realize that Navadok built its major chain in Yeshivas in the midst of the First World War. So the altar is not speaking like a nice theory and a flowery language. He saw the Matzav and he took it by, he took the bull by the horns and he was the biggest Marbit's Torah within Russia, within the midst of the First World War. And people literally were dodging bullets to get to Yeshiva. But he built within him such a fire, as we're going to see, that it was normal to dodge bullets or yeshiva. What do you mean? This is your life. This is your life. If it's not your life, but it's, you know, you have to do it, and, you know, you'll be called a rov. Besides, so now it's a bit dangerous out there. I ain't going to do it just because I'm going to be called a rov. But if it's my life, it's my passion, you take this away from me, you take away my life. So who cares about the bullets? So he built inside of them. What should we do? This evil wind that's blowing, the wind of, 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 of heresy. It's strengthened in this world. Now, if you think about that, that's when he's talking about it in 1914. So it hasn't got, it hasn't got weaker. I think it's got weaker. But uh, we've become so used to it that we don't realize that we're a shell of what people used to be. 
when we live up to our shell, we think, Phew, what, a, what depth, what profundity. And we don't realize how far we've sunk. He, he could see it happening at the time. So here we see that, you know, we're talking about a time when it, it, it would be incomprehensible what he'd say about the person that takes the cell phone into, into Seder. It's incomprehensible what he would have thought about such a thing. The person's so mishubbed to the, to, to the Ruach, the Ruach Azman that he can't, he can't sit and learn for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It was just loyal uman. So he says that, he says, this world is, 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 is trying to even destroy, harm the, 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 the few refugees. It's pulling them into a world which is opposite to Torah. We have to find a way. How to save Jews from this. Lest they get washed away by the currents of the times. Which is getting strong every day, unless they get drowned by the many waves. There's only one refuge. We somehow have to rebuild the yeshivas. And it won't help at all. It's no good if we create the same matzav where we lure people into coming to yeshivas for the wrong reasons. We had a discussion, right? I think we had this discussion, we've been having this discussion about the way people are makarev to Torah. And we say we lure them in with loylishmas. Very, very, sometimes very base loylishmas. Literally. Literally, food. <laughs> Literally, food and chasvasholim, other tivers. So what what you're trying to is, is you're you, you're not you're not going to build anything. You'll just build a a, a mention mekukal. So you'll be mekukal, but he'll have someone. He'll be a watch that he's got someone turning his hands constantly. Let's call all these tivers gruos. So he says, what's a tie? What's a tachlis? If we put it back to that matzav, what for? Reishis mishum zu If you're going to create a movement which is dependent on external reasons, ain't the chazaka It ain't going to last. It's not going to last. V'shenis and secondly, mishum shanisayon hamar herlanishe belimechayim belimechayav v'goyim p'tim. We've seen from experience that you don't have the inner drive. Efshaliskayim rakzman muat b'soifakilanova. You may last. Who knows? You may last. It's fifteen. You may even last till you die. But they ain't going to go to your children. If you don't fix up the pneumus, so then you can't give over a false potato. It doesn't reproduce. It has to be inside, deep, 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 deep. If you want to build the yeshivas from anew, you have to bring them back to the previous generation of yeshivas. Not when people are doing it. It's half-hearted and they've got many agendas. I've got to learn and I've got to get panosa. Maybe while I'm learning, I'll get the panosa. Salina! In order to do this, we have to put down a foundation. Achas nishal. One request. I'm only asking one thing. To sit in the house of the Rebbeinu Shel Olam all the days of our life. We cannot go out into the world. The world is far away. It's contrary to us. We have to emphasize the world and the Yeshiva are two opposites. 
if you want to get out of this tremendous negative koyach of the world, and we have to strengthen ourselves, go away from that world, that world will destroy you. When there's a time of emergency, when you can't get onto a train because there's people traveling and they're all filled with soldiers, there's no space in the carriage. You have to buy a first class ticket. At this time, when outside we can't step, we have to get closer and closer and enclose ourselves in the world of Torah. Any person that wants to come into the heritage of Hashem, he has to make his own world. There he can develop himself with no dis- disturbances. We have to recreate the inner mechanism which makes us forced to leave, o- leave, leave the world around us. To make the shivas a time or place of learning and doing, people are not willing to compromise. Only on those people can you build the yeshiva. Powerful words. Again, these words sound extreme to us. These words sound, yes, but you know, you have to understand, we're living in the modern world. What I'm saying is that perhaps we have to think, we have to think. Maybe we, maybe, maybe, maybe we just have to accept the fact that we've been contaminated by the venom of the snake and therefore we can't even get out of it. Perhaps we have to accept that. Or perhaps we have to reevaluate. Perhaps we have to reevaluate. Again, these are the words of the altar. I'm not saying how would we apply this today. Has the time changed? Has there been a reversal? Are the worlds now closer together than they were at the time when he was saying that they were opposite? It could be. It could be that our scholar was different. It could be that now the currents in the world are different. It could be it requires a different approach. But certainly, the altar gives us room for thought. The altar gives us a lens to look at where we are and how well run is our internal mechanism. What would happen if all of the comfort and the security and the lawlishmas were taken away from us? As Ravalbi once said, what would happen if a person was put on, and perhaps I think this is, this is, a, this is a border Shaila for not only Balechiv, I think Balechiv in a sense have a certain strength which is unique, they have a Mathnes Elohim of a strength of character which sometimes they can stand up to even the, the most powerful energies. But think about a person, Ravalbi was saying this in the mirror to people who are from, from birth, and he said, if a person, your emunah has to be such that if I took you and I put you into a, into a kibbutz which is completely secular and you were the only from it, and I left you there for 10 years, when I came back 10 years later, Avada you'd still be from, the entire kibbutz would be from. That's what he said. Now, again, it seems to be that the Mahalach in the broader from world is if you take the person, forget about the kibbutz, if you put him outside the yeshiva for three minutes, he's ois kaporis. So that means, that means he's not he, inside the yeshiva, he's in nothing. If you can't step out of the yeshiva, again, he said, step into the yeshiva, build yourself, so that when I take you out, nothing can budge you. Nothing can budge you, as we'll see. And that's what he did. He took people that they couldn't be budged. They could not be budged in the Bitochen, in the Messias Nefesh. The groups of Nevada Kabochim were arrested and put into jail, and it didn't affect their Sadoim. They just learned morning, sat in the jail. It was. So now they're bars instead of windows. No, no. Hey? Bapir had books, they had books. We say that they will do a Bapir, whatever. But no, it's not no excuse to stop our Seder. And the, I think it was in Nevada Kabochim when it already came out, the, not the, the altar, I think the. the, the the Rosh Hashiva after him, 
there was uh, a before the war. It wasn't Pashat. I think it happened then. And there was there was or it could have even been during the War of Independence. I'm not sure exactly when, but there was no food. And after two days of living without food, Zambochim started to, the, he heard murmuring. He stood up and he gave a clap on the bima and he said, I want to make a protest against the Zilzun in Torah, that after only two days of not eating, Bochim were complaining. Because <laughs> so, Torah was real, Torah was life, Torah was everything, and everything else was... Uh, so again, it's become so, we become so contaminated that we can't even think in those terms. It sounds like ludicrous. But if you think about it, why? If it's life, so it's life. Continues and he says, If somehow we can manage to lift up the state of the yeshivas, then there's a hope. Then we can try to rebuild the wall. Again, the altar wasn't seclusionist. He didn't want to. He didn't want the, the ultimate goal to be that people would be co- confined by yeshivas. He said, if you can somehow rectify the inner kilkul, so then you can start the ashpah and you can perhaps you can you can reenact the process that's meant to happen. And we'll be able to lift up the horn of Torah. It was always that way, that the yeshivas were the place where people looked to for guidance and led the nation in the way of truth. Because they proudly carried the flag of Torah. And the light of truth will only but win. <coughs> will only win. But as the, the, the spirit in the yeshivas declined, and the fire was put out, that's when the world went off the derech. Because your destroyers will come from in you. In other words, the altar is uh, lodging an extremely sharp criticism that he says the kilkul began in the yeshivas because people weren't where they were meant to be in the yeshivas that caused the whole world to be destroyed. To fix up, we have to rebuild the yeshivas. And slowly, slowly, we can rebuild the world. We can't start with the world. We're living in a Dora Flogger. Again, that's that, 1914. <laughs> Dora Flogger. It's calling 1914 the Dora Flogger. Imagine what you call today. Everyone's pushing in different directions. Let's leave the way of compromise. And to understand. We've got two ways ahead of us. You want to? So forget about the Torah and go live in the world. Or else we have to fortify ourselves. We have to create ourselves a sanctuary, an isolated place. And that was the hate of Adam Arishon. And that was a choice that he had. He can eat the Eitzadas. And he made a mistake. He said, I'll be able to go into the world, I'll be able to get a job, I'll be able to survive, and also still be a Ben Torah. The Rebbein said, don't do it. Don't try to get there. You won't succeed. Don't worry, you'll manage. And what happened? Immediately he did it, he understood his mistake. That picture has to teach us. 
Let's learn from the Chet of Adam Arishin. There's no way we can succeed. Don't kid yourself into thinking that the world outside you won't influence you and that there's a possibility to create a life in that world. Don't forget the recent past. That any person who went and befriended these people, his prayer was totally wiped away from him. Not only did it not assist him, it became a poison. Who made the nation spill out disdain? On holy things, in Iraq Just Dafka, the person that learned previously, as it says in Chazal, The worst person is the person that was in Yeshiva and then he leaves. And so why attack What caused him to leave? Because he wanted to live in both worlds. And to try to combine things which cannot be combined. Let's not kid ourselves and fall into the sn- trap of listening to the snake. And say, we can live in the world and we can be a Ben Torah. Because you can't do both. And you'll be left off with neither. Let's remember the, the foundation. We have nothing in our worlds. We can only stay in Yeshiva and the Torah. We should try to lift up Yeshiva to the previous level. Even though right now we have a completely different situation, if we rebuild the Yeshivas, we are able to reverse the flow of things. So clearly that didn't work. The Vardak Lemaisa could be, it could be, it could be because you never know. It could be there. How do you know what the Ibrahim Shalom was? But Lemaisa, the Vardak was wiped out in the Holocaust. Like most of the Lithuanian jury. 98% it was just destroyed. If you see all these people, the Navadak Talmudim went, went to their deaths relentlessly. But they went to their deaths. They went to their deaths, but it was destroyed. There's some Shiraim, the Shiraim is a little bit in Paris. You're saying that's a riot that this doesn't work? No, it's not a riot that this doesn't work. I'm saying it's not a riot that doesn't work because I read there were other Sibois. Right? It, it, it's a very hard thing. No, it's, it, it sounds extreme, right? Extreme, extreme. A new Mahalach for the center program. <laughs> new Mahalach. It's not a one or two year program. It's a one, two life program. Just think, just think. It would so you certainly increase the population and the student body. Is he? What's the what's he talking about? Is he talking about anything other than full-time learning, or sorry? Is he talking about anything other than full-time learning, or is he talking about if you went to a non-Jewish community or like what? No, no, no. He's saying that in order to rebuild yourself, now you have to make a very careful shikul because again, it becomes extremely confusing in our day and age. But seemingly, what his mahalach was, and he was ferociously strong about this, and I'll show you to what degree he was strong about this, is he felt that. If a person would try to combine working and Torah, he would be sucked into the world and he wouldn't be able to do it. He would s- so all he, all he should do is he should isolate himself from the world in as much as engaging in productive livelihood and spend his time learning Torah. So there was a, a rich man that came to him and he got him to do this. He was an incredibly powerful person. So he persuaded this person to leave his job and leave his company and leave everything and come and learn. He said, but baby, where will I get Parnassah from? He says, what's your problem? So he said, look, you know, I've only got Parnassim because I've gone to work. I'm not going to get Parnassim in Ashamayim. So he said, do you know what you remind me of? You remind me of a blacksmith. Blacksmith says, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. He says, I'm so lucky I didn't become a goldsmith. 
because in my entire career no one's asked me to make a golden ring so what, if I would have become a goldsmith I would have died of poverty he says no you're a blacksmith that's why no one's given you that job he says when you leave your work and you sit and you learn to it, your brain will give you pranasa to the degree that you had two Talmudim the, the, the biography I'm reading said that he used to daven these Talmudim would fail in their businesses but one of the Talmudim came up to him and he said to him he said to the Talmud he said I hope your business burns down I think he said I hope or I pray not because he was a bad guy he just felt like you, you're not going to be much left you can't do it now again this is in his time with the Haskalah what's in our time so I don't have to there's a, there's a serious shikul what happens to a person what happens to a person let's, 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 let's be ehrlich again I'm not saying anything I'm not saying anything I'm opening up new ways of thinking that's all let's say the thing the person works yes person goes into a modern city and he works an average working day that means he wakes up at 6.30 Let's say, let's say he wakes up at 6 o'clock so he can get the 6.30 minion. He dives until 7.30 and then he's commuting until 8.30 where his job begins. And he's working until 6. He gets back at 7. If he's lucky in the course of his day, he can maybe chap one or two hours. And the rest of his day, mamish, he's mashkir, all his koichas, because the work is demanding. It's not like you're just like, you know, you're a peddler or you're, you're a wagon driver. You're putting all your physical, emotional strength. And the, the corporate world is huge. It's demanding. And any career today is hugely demanding. So your entire creative, emotional, cognitive efforts are invested in that. And then you spent at the end of the day and you come back and you learn up a quick stuff, Yoemi. That's not falling into the fate of the Nachash HaKadmonim. What's your Ikatachlis? You're telling me your Ikatachlis is Torah and that's what's driving you and that's going to let the brain side of you? It's hard to believe. But again, I, I'm not saying, I don't know. May, maybe we don't have the strength to do this. It's And again, the problem is, the problem is, it's deeper than that because on the other hand, on the other hand, you have people that sit in your shivers and they always mention. They, there are people that they get to the age of 30, 35 and they come to your shiva and they have a coffee. They're not the vision of what the altar of Nevada had of going to your shiva, these men who are firebrands of learning. They're doing it as their job. And they have a nice break and when something comes up, you know, the, kicks, the wife array has to go to work because she's bringing the panosa. So if a kid's sick, so he stays home from learning. One second, what happened? That's not what the Alta had. So it's not so posh. Okay, so I'll go learning cradle for the rest of the night. That ain't going to work either. So we have to reconstruct ourselves. So now we have to think. Okay, now, now we're stuck, right? You go into the world, you're finished. You go into your shivers, you're finished. So what do we do? That's our predicament. That's what we have to start thinking about.